give somebody a high five, say you are blessed and highly favored, and you may please be seated. You are blessed and highly favored. Towards. Amen. Now let me preach. Let the preacher preach. Towards, towards the end of this service, you will go around before you go out and greet at least 12 people. 12 is the number of God's government. And say to them, Shalom, may you live up to 120 like Moses. We, we do that every service. Amen. Grace, good to see you. Shalom. And may you live up to 120 like Moses. Amen. 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 Let us do the work of the evangelist this week and show you. Tell somebody about Jesus. One, two, invite them to church. I don't want the second service. I don't want that portion of the service empty. I'm speaking, I'm speaking to the people that will be sitting there already. They are not here physically, but I'm calling them forth, calling for the things that be not as though they were. So I see that section filled. Amen. And very soon you guys will be asking me, Pastor, how are we going to do third service? Should we do it Sunday evening? I say, well, we'll consider that. Praise God. This morning, I want to speak. I was going to say briefly. But I have some intercessors in the house. Who, who had better start interceding for me? So I can make it brief. This topic, this subject is so interesting. When you spend time in the presence of the Lord, it makes the word come alive. And that's the name of our ministry, Word Alive Ministries. And that's what happens to me. That's why in all services, most services, I'm not able to conclude what I start preaching. And I found out a few days ago that Papa Kenneth Yegin was like that. Never concluded. So, I have a goodly heritage. Psalm chapter 3, from verse 1 through to 8. This month is our month of worship His Majesty. So, this morning, and then the last two Sundays, I'll be teaching and preaching on Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Somebody say with me, Psalms? hymns, and spiritual songs. I was preaching to a woman in America. This was in Atlanta, Georgia, a couple of years ago, and uh, we met at the mall. And I said, do you have a Bible? She said, um, well, I have the Bible up on my phone. I said, could you please open to the book of Psalm uh, 112 or so? She said, say that again. I said, open to the book of Psalm. She said, book of Psalm. I said, you know, um, most of them, most of the Psalms are written by David. She said, oh, oh my God, you mean Psalms. I said, oh yes, Psalms. So when you hear me say Psalm, now that's where I'm coming from. <laughs> Praise God. Psalm. Psalm and Samuel, that's the same thing now. So I'm, this morning I'll dwell on Psalms. Next Sunday I'm going to talk about hymns. And the last Sunday of the month, I'm going to talk about spiritual songs. And in the evening of the last Sunday, which is Sunday the 31st of July, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., don't ever be anywhere. Make sure you're here. Two hours 
of undiluted, I will interrupt, but undiluted worship in hymns, psalms, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We'll go in that order. Amen. Now, let me show you a psalm this morning, a psalm of David. Psalm chapter 3, and we're going to be in verses 1 to 8. Very quickly, let's read together. And then we're going to be in Ephesians 5, 17 to 20. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. If people are rising up against you this morning, you are in a good place. Glory be to God. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. If people have written you off and they say even God cannot help you, congratulations. That makes two of us. And we are the candidates for God's lifting. Can I have an amen? amen. Verse 3. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and the lifter up of my head. The lifter up of my head. The one that lifts you up. When men lift you up, they can pull you down. But when God lifts you up, he lifts you beyond the reach of men. Verse 4. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. Notice, with my voice. I didn't get a prophet on the mountain to be crying to the Lord for me. That is rascality. People pay commercial prophets, prayer machineries, prayer merchandise, or merchants rather, to do merchandise for them. It's a sad case. Pray to God with your voice. God wants to hear your own voice. And may the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. That's in Psalm 20. He said, may the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. Uh -uh. I said, may the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. Your voice is important to God. He gave you that voice. He wants to hear it. That's why I told you earlier, tell Jesus, Jesus, I love you. When you wake up tomorrow morning, say, Jesus, I love you. I call him King Jesus. King Jesus, I love you. He wants to hear your voice. When you love someone, don't you want to hear their voice? When you are really in love, in, in love, in love. Sometimes you call them on the phone. You don't have any reason. You just call. So, why are you calling me? I really don't know. I think I just want to hear your voice. Oh, my God. And she says, okay, here is my voice. What else do you want to say? Nothing? Have you got anything on your mind? No. You called me. If I had something on my mind, I would have called you. I have nothing on my mind. What do you have on your mind? Nothing. And two minutes, you are breathing on the phone. <laughs> and that time credit is not going but when you call your mama or that your younger brother in school hello no my credit anybody knows what I'm talking about but if it's that special somebody oh, you can even be singing ah, man I spent a lot of money on R&B you're the driving force in my life. No, that's for mama, man. <laughs> oh, no, come on. Get back to church. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. May the Lord hear you out of his holy hill. No matter the number of voices speaking against you, may the Lord hear your voice out of his holy hill. His voice will drown their voices. I laid me down and slept. 
I awaked. This is King James English. Don't speak it now. I awaked this morning. Why can give somebody F9? Today I awoke. Awake for the Lord sustained me. And this generation has its own English. They don't have awake. They don't have awake. They have woke. It's a woke generation. I want to soji. But be careful not to write those kind of street English in your exams. And if you're preparing for IELTS, you better learn how to speak and write good English. And not woke. You know, like I stayed woke. What is woke? Right? I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people that have set themselves against me round about. Confidence was coming to the psalmist here from the place of worship. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon their cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. If your neighbor's teeth is broken this morning, they are not the ungodly. Might have been broken due to accident. So stop looking at people's teeth and laughing at them. Ah, you got a broken teeth. You must be the ungodly. No. Verse 8, salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people, Selah. Somebody shout amen. amen. Go very quickly to Ephesians chapter 5. And we're going to be in verses 17 all the way to 20. Ephesians chapter 5. Are you with me this morning? You're, somebody's getting blessed already. At this point, if we share the grace and go home, we are already blessed. Amen. Ephesians 5, 17 to 20, but I'm a preach. You said amen, but I'm a preach. Wherefore, be ye not unwise. Imagine your life, bon. Don't be an onyi beribi. Be ye not unwise. In my hometown, they call it imelime. In Igbo land, they call it iberibe. You see, my language is very close to Igbo, but I'm from Ondo State. He said, don't be unwise. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. And what is the will of the Lord? In verse 18. And be not drunk with wine. Stop drinking, eat, drink, could drink. He said, wherein is excess? Because there is excess in it. When you start with wine, you say only one bottle, only one cup. You go to two. From there to one bottle. From there to one curtain. So it's only it's a little wine. It's good for the heart. Hey! The apostle by the Holy Ghost said, run away from it. Don't be unwise. He said, but there's another thing that should fill you up instead of wine. The spirit. And when I say the spirit, yeah, please, it's not the spirit of because there's something called wine and spirit. <laughs> because there's a spirit behind these things. Be filled, actually be being filled, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Now when you are filled, something will happen. It will show on the outside. If it's on the inside, it will show on the outside. And what is it? Speaking to yourselves in Psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing, and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, he didn't say speaking to one another in psalms, and hymns, and spiritual songs. He said speaking to yourselves. My understanding of the English language tells me, yourself, singular, yourselves, plural. That is each person speaking to himself, or herself. Not that I meet us, hey, my brother, how you doing, man? I, see, I, I will speak to you in Psalms. It will not make any sense. Thou shalt not look at me like that, dine. 
You don't understand what I'm saying. I'm not communicating. He said, but do it to the Lord. Sing psalms. Sing hymns. Sing spiritual songs. They are all songs. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs are all songs. He said, make a melody in your heart to the Lord. Somebody will say, what is it about music? Now, listen, first of all. Worship is not 100% musical. Worship is not music. But music is a big part of worship. Worship is the life we live. We are called to a life of worship. In other words, in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, Paul the apostle wrote, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In the Amplified Classic, it says, which is your act of worship, act of spiritual worship. Thank you. He said it's your rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. The way you live your life. <clears throat> now me get my body. No, you have been bought with a price. So the way you do your body, the way you live your life, your lifestyle, apart from Sunday morning when you are very holy, how do you live on Friday night when nobody's there? TGIF. It, that's your worship. My life when nobody's watching, that is my worship. Are you getting what I'm saying now? But it has components. One of the components of worship is music. Another component of worship is service. Your service in the house of God. What are you doing in this house? Are you an usher? Are you in protocol? Are you in the choir? Are you in the prayer ministry? Are you in the counseling? They said they need somebody. Now we need a drummer. Anybody that can drum, apply. In fact, I need about two or three so we can have variety. All of that is part of your worship. The word English, the English word translated worship is from the Greek word what the worships. And what that means, it includes what you do. You reverence God as a whole, and because you reverence Him, you say, Lord, what can I do in your house? What can I do for you? I have a beautiful face. I can be an usher, not to seduce brothers, but to welcome them to the house of the Lord. Because sometimes when people are coming to church, they have a burden on their heart. And they just come into church like, let me just go, sir. Let me just go. But when they see somebody who smiles at them, the Lord bless you. Welcome to service. They say, hey, me no. The Lord bless me. Okay, thank you. You are doing something for the Lord. You might say, well, I don't like to be in the open. Me, I like to walk in the background. There are people in the console this morning. It is because of them you can hear me. If they go on strike, you won't hear me. We don't see them. They don't see us, but God sees them. Worship. So worship goes beyond... Here is my worship. That is part of it. All of my worship. That is not all of it. It's only part of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why in this church, we don't say, hey, first time ask, God bless you, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to worship with us. No, we say thank you for coming to fellowship with us. You start worshiping with us the day you join us and you help us to arrange chairs. You help us to dust the house, to clean it up. You join the choir. You do something, you do drama. That is when you start worshiping. And what is our life if we are not worshippers? David was such a worshipper. He wasn't just musical. He sat God with all of his heart. He sat down in his house one day. He said, how can I sit in a beautiful mansion like this? And the ark of God will be in the tent. In the tent. He said, I will build a house for God. God said, don't try it. Your hands are stained with blood. He said, but I love you because it's in your heart. Because it's in your heart, thou do west well. 
when anything is in your heart to do for God, from that moment you begin to do well. And I pray for somebody today, you begin to do well from this morning. David, the psalmist, wrote this psalm. Let me let you know, before I go there, music, like I said, is a big part of our worship. Music has the tendency to change your mood. Music has the power to make you sad if you were happy before. You can, if you listen or sing what they call dirge. Dir, a dirge is a song of sorrow. When you sing, show me, show me, very soon you start singing, you start crying. That's why I don't like the song. Some songs will just make you cry. You were not crying before. Music can make you cry. Music can make you happy. Na, 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 na. Because I'm happy. Even though you were not happy before, you are thinking of your dodo that somebody ate. But all of a sudden, in the next room in your hostel, you are, you are hearing, because I'm happy. Say, ah, who are the happy people there? <laughs> Why do you think you like the song? I, 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 I tried to sing. I didn't know it was happiness. I thought it was happiness. I said, ah, happiness. Just say, ah, no, but, ah, happiness. I said, ah, what's happiness? Happiness, Nijo. They just use the, the Agbari to get you. Music, sometimes you don't even want the music. But you go for an event, your friend's wedding. And then, dum, 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 bam. You're not singing, but your leg is just tapping the floor. What's the one now? Uh, lo, 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 lo. <laughs> you know, I never know the lyrics of these songs. I, and I'm, I'm not planning to know them. I was telling, I think, somebody close to me. And he said, no. I think what I'm hearing is, yeah, me see you. Yeah, me see. <laughs> yeah, me see, Buga. They said, no. That person said, let me see. I said, no. Yeah, me see, no, so now. <laughs> Till tomorrow in my ears is, yeah, me see. Music. I would, I'm driving at a point. Music is powerful. That's why you need to be careful what you expose yourself to. The kind of music. When I was growing up in Mokola, I'm a Mokola boy. And I love that. I thank God he didn't make a mistake. God never makes mistakes. In my growing up years, we listened to Fela Nicola Pokuti like no man's business. I'm only unique going. That's what I, I grew up with. Orlando Owo. That was my father's praise worship. In the morning. And at night. I knew the song from the beginning of the cassette to the end. You know cassette, cassette tape. Oh, this generation, you don't, you, oh God. This is the Bluetooth generation, oh my God. Zender generation. Cassette. That you can rewind the thing, you, you use your bureau. That was our worship in the morning and at night. And then fella in the afternoon. The big brothers in my house, they used to smoke. Send us cigarettes, send us all, all sorts. And they were hiding one corner and smoking. I was, I was looking forward to growing up, to join them, to smoke. And if you don't give me go, I will smoke mosquito coil. Just smoke something. Turu ge ge ge, turu ge ge, turu ge ge ge. 
Mr. Teacher, whether or not, let's show up your name. Mr. Ah, man. What do you call Buga now? Come and see Buga in Mokala back then. Make you no see me again. Me and you not day for the same category. Me and you not day for the same category. You'll be telling your younger ones, you know, because back in those days, if you were two years older than anybody, they must call you brother. If they call you by your name, blow me. <laughs> Do you know that till today, there are people who grew up in the same neighborhood, they don't greet each other. After many, many years, that they have even left the hood. But that mentality has not left them. Let me see what I will call by my, by, by my name now. She is your name. <laughs> Do you know how many punches we received in our mouth for calling somebody that is only two years older? See, Auntie Moje, Kemilanti. Don't But that's your name. Such people go abroad. At the age of 65, a 15 year old American will call you your name. Hey, John. How you doing, John? <laughs> In your mind, say, ah, 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 ah. We grew up with that mentality. Till today, some people, some don't even know how to greet me. What is the pastor? What is the pastor? So, ah, pastor, the pastor. Say, ah, my brother. Even me, I'll come and greet you. Hey, my brother, how you doing? I know you don't know how to relate to me, but I'll relate to you. <laughs> we grew up with that stronghold. Music is powerful. Some went into thuggery because of music. Armed robbery because of music. Went into a manner of evil because of music. Because of the people we looked up to. See that man, he'll be smoking his Indian hymn as he's singing his song. Let the body get the accident. Confusion break the bone, yo, yeah, Now double wahala for daddy body and the owner of the daddy body. So, when you are walking on the street, you are walking like daddy body. <laughs> daddy body, yo. Your, your face, you must frown your face. Your face must be hard. If it's not hard, you don't say, oh boy, can you share another shop you Why are you acting like a sissy? Your face must be hard. I grew up with that. One day I was walking at Mokola Roundabout, trekking towards Adamasimba. Somebody called me. An elderly person. He said, what's wrong? I said, nothing, sir. <laughs> I didn't know him. He didn't know me. He said, your face. Why you come tie face like that? I said, I don't know. <laughs> now, no marons. You can't smile for what? Are you a sissy? I can trace it to our music. People went into fornication. I remember those days we would hold our pillow and sing Celine Dion. Boys to men. I make love to you like you. Pillow like you want me to. And I hold you tight, baby, all through the night. See, I still remember the songs. But God has delivered me from the Amalekites. They don't have power over me anymore. And now I don't go ahead to listen to them again. Because if I do, I'll get back right there. Let me tell you why music is powerful. Of the many things that God created that are in this earth, music was not one of them. Music was not made here. Music was made in heaven. And the man in charge of music in heaven was by the name Lucifer. Musical instruments were built into him. He didn't need to go to music school to go and learn all this. No, drums, acoustics, uh, guitar, uh, bass guitar, lead guitar, uh, trumpet, saxophone, violin, piano, everything. 
something was built into him. So he be just, no, 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 no. It was beautiful music. When he got cast out of heaven, God didn't take his gift back from him because the gift and the callings of God are without repentance. He came to the earth and started his music industry and is in charge of the music of the world today. That's why sometimes you fight it so hard and the thing stays in your head. I shared my experience before because, you know, I do events, but maybe someday I'll not, um, I'll, I'll, I'll retire. I'm training people already anyways. Back to back, I had weddings, birthdays, social functions, and, you know, all these events. Even pastor's children, when they are getting married, they sing those songs. Praise worship ends in church. The other thing, reception. I was hearing in my head. Doom, 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 doom. What is this? Put your leg for fire, oh, fire. I said, ah, in the pastor's head. I entered my closet to pray. I was hearing, doom, doom, boom. Put one leg for fire, fire, fire. I said, here? Yeah? I didn't know who sang the song. I didn't know the full lyrics, but I heard fire, fire. But God, God, God helped me. Because music was made in heaven. The purpose was for worship. The devil gave other things, other definitions to it. I heard a sad story in America where some three friends were in a high-rise apartment. Like in New York. If you go to New York, you haven't been there, but you go there in Jesus' name. It's not a big deal. It's this life. It's not heaven. High-rise. They have them in England too. They were in a high-rise apartment. And they were playing a particular rock music. You know, Americans like rock. Rock and roll. The first person ran to the window, opened the window of his apartment, and jumped down. You can't jump from that kind of... And expect, we give his dangerous charge over you to keep you in other ways. The guy died. The two others were still dancing. The second person ran to the window and jumped down. Fear. Died. The third person followed. Nobody had common sense. After they had died and the police went to the apartment, the music was still playing. Be careful. What you feed grows. If you feed your flesh, you will of the flesh, Galatians chapter 6, reap corruption. Maybe verse 8 or so. If you sow to the spirit, you will of the spirit reap life everlasting. Give me that Galatians 6. Whatever you feed grows. When I was an unbeliever, I fed my flesh. I'm a believer now. I'm not expected to continue to do same. Otherwise, I will go back to living as an unbeliever, even though I'm a pastor. That's why you hear things happening in churches today. Galatians 6, go to verse. It's not 6, 7. Go to 7, check 7, check 8 for me. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Yeah. For he that soweth to his flesh. So I, I got it right, verse 8. Shall of the flesh reap corruption. If you feed your flesh, you will reap corruption. Your flesh wants food. Your flesh wants sex. Your flesh wants sleep. Those things are good if they are done in the proper context. Sex in the context of marriage. Food, when you ought to eat. There's a time to fast. There's a time to desist from eating. So you can give your digestive system time to rest. And you can attune yourself to God. The flesh wants rest, sleep. Oh, I can't kill myself. When you're supposed to be reading. If you play today, you'll pay tomorrow. 
But if you sow to your spirit, not money, sow the seed of the word of God to your spirit, you shall of that spirit reap life everlasting. Our text that we read, Psalm chapter 3. David wrote that psalm in distress. I will try to summarize, but it's tough. It's a tough job. David had been king for some time, having escaped death when Saul was trying to kill him. God elevated David. God found David a man after his heart. Psalm 89 verse 20. I behold, I found David, my servant, with my holy oil, have I anointed him. It was evident that God was with this young man when he brought down Goliath that Saul himself could not bring down. Saul was the tallest man in Israel. From his shoulder up, he was taller than everybody. And he was the king. And he was a warrior. But he could not face Goliath. David, one expression as boy, just came and said he was going to bring down the giant. Fast forward, God helped him. Envy started when the women began to sing. Saul has killed this thousand. David has killed ten thousand. And Saul heard, what? Fast forward, he tried to kill David. David escaped out of town. Fast forward, he went to battle. He died. He, was, he died as if he was not anointed. David was crowned king. He was king in Hebron for seven years and then came to Jerusalem for the remaining 33 years. He reigned 40 years altogether. One day, one of his own sons called Absalom. Absalom was a handsome guy. He was a dude. Tall, fair, and handsome. Big chest, triceps and biceps, six packs. And he was the son of the king. He had money. He was fresh. Smelling good, speaking good English. Had a nice car. Had a Porsche Cayenne, Porsche Panorama. He, he had Aston Martin. He had Maserati. Those are machines. They are, not, they are not cars. They are not vehicles. They are machines. You know what I'm saying? I know cars. Don't, don't try new. You see that my, that's my Maserati right now. I don't care. Don't worry, we'll get there and beyond. But we don't live for that. Amen? Don't live your life every night going to bed. Lord, Baba, give me Benzo. Benzo, Benzo. You wake up in the morning. You are worshiping things. See, God doesn't mind us having the beautiful things of this life. But God minds those things having us. And in the body of Christ today, many are already possessed by things. Listen to their prayer. Bread and butter. Oh, God! Oh, it's okay. Oh, Lord. Seek God and his kingdom first. Those things will be added. Can I have an amen? Absalom now thought, look, I should be the king now. Ah, it's not fair now. I guess he had been taking shisha, squishy, Shangoga and Colorado. So if you, are, you know, when you are taking those things, your speech will not be normal anymore. It will be slurred. As in, Pastor, normal now. You get why? You get why? You get why? As in, you know those things slow you down. They slow down your cerebral functions. So your speech can't be normal. Ah, no, my guy. How far now? 
I say be now. Akore, baba, baba. Chamami. You guys think I'm but I grew up on the streets. There's nothing new. What is this? Some people are doing it. Oh, hide. I didn't do all, but I was in the midst of those who did. Only great. Sometimes I look at my life. God, how did you rescue me, sir? Anyways, the guy will stand at the gate of the palace. You know, as the king's son. People were coming with problems, marital issues, financial issues, to come and see the king. The king, David, was their judge. But he would stand at the gate and stop them and say, you get, you get why? When you see a prince at the gate, you get why? As in like, one love. See, eh? The king doesn't have a deputy. The wala of the baba is too much. Now, what's the matter? Then they would tell him, say, ah, ah, why now? Madam, you there for cook now, for your husband. Abba. Okay, show her one love. Eh? Then he will hug the man. Then he will kiss his hand. Maybe kiss the hand of the wife. He was showing himself very nice. To the point that the Bible says he stole the heart of the people. People began to say, man, have you seen Absalom? That guy is not proud, though. Omoba. And he's mingling with ordinary people like us. They began to fall in love with him. The same people that were in bondage. That David, God used David to fight for their freedom. The Philistines would have taken all of them captive. The same people that sang the praise of David now decided to side with Absalom, his son, against the father. He began to tell them his political ambition. Now, guys, at the front political party, show you get one love, one love, one love, one love, one love. Eh? So I have to be the next king. Show you get all these Arubo people. They, they can't help us now. It's the time of the youth. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so one day he went to his father and said, Dad. When we're in Hebron, I told God something. So, now I want to go and sacrifice because God helped us. David, a worshiper, he said, okay, why not? Go. So, the guy left. David did not know that he had gone to recoup his own army. As they were coming back to town, they were coming with anger. Somebody ran to King David and told him, your son is leading rebellion against you. You better know what to do. Now, David did not want to kill his own son. David had mighty men, capable men. David said, everybody, get your stuff. Let's go now. And they were leaving the palace. Ah, nobody could talk because there's protocol. They were going to Mahanaim. On the way, they crossed Mount Olivet. When they got to Mount, where Jesus later preached, when they got to Mount Olivet, the Bible says David covered his head and wept. And he was going barefooted. The people, this is 2 Samuel 15, 30. The people that went with him, when they saw that he covered his head, they also covered their head. They saw that he wept, they also wept. And David went up by the mount, by this ascent of Mount Olivet, and wept as he went on, as he went up, and had his head covered, and he went barefoot. And all the people that was with him covered every man his head, and they went up, weeping as they went up. Protocol. Protocol. Young people, learn to observe protocol. Learn to honor your parents. Learn to honor the church. Honor spiritual authority over you. They say, don't do this, don't do it. Don't argue. They didn't say, well, David is your problem. But we don't know why you're even telling us to go into exile now. Maybe we can fight. Ah, well, we're not running away from uh, Absalom and his army. We'll finish them. They could finish them. 
I will give you a little bit of your CV very soon. As they were going, one man called Shimei. By their name, you shall know them. Shimei. Shimei was of the house of Saul. He had heard what Absalom was doing. He came out to mock David. If men don't mock you, how do you want God to make you? David, you change the way Saul. God has decided to require of you all the blood of Saul and his household. And he started cursing David and cursing David and cursing David. David did not kill Saul. Saul died by himself. In fact, the man that brought the fake news that he had helped David to kill Saul, David killed him. He commanded for him to be killed. How could you have taught the Lord's anointed? You don't touch God's anointed. David understood that protocol. Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. When David had the opportunity to slit the throat of Saul, he only caught his skirt. The next day, he showed the king from afar. The king wanted to kill him. He said, sir, when you were sleeping, I had the opportunity to dumbo you. <laughs> One time, you, you won't have, you'll be able to struggle. But I did not. Sir, please, leave me alone. Let me leave. David was begging for his life. You now came and said, you kiss all. You had the effrontery to touch the Lord's anointed? Please don't join them in this generation. To touch God's anointed. Small, small people that have not done anything with their lives. They open their mouth. Baba Debo is Kinikon. Oh, Yedepo is a thief. Why is he flying jet? He's a thief. Did he steal from your father's house? Hey, they'll be saying we should pay tithe. Is it by force? Did they come to make it? Did they come to compel you to pay tithe? Pay tithe if you want to. Don't pay if you want to. There's no issue now. Live your life. You see, everybody in this church that pays tithe. Have I ever come to your house to bring a gun to your house? I have not seen your tithe. If, if you are very close to me, so very close that I see you as a daughter or a son, I may ask you, I, may, I might. In fact, I don't do it anymore. But the reason is not for me to share from the pulpit. If I share it, you will look for the people and you almost want to stone them. But I have forgiven them. So let's forget about that. Every man has a choice to make. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Since I got the revelation of tithing, I know what God has done in my life. I'm telling you about me now. I've been almost in every message I, I share a bit about my life. I me, I grew, I grew, you say trenches. I grew in the trenches. I was born there. We will open our pit latrine like this. We'll be seeing an army of maggots. In our presence, when that thing was filled, they will call the man. There was a particular man in Mokola then who used to do that business. I don't know if he's still alive. His job was to open the pit in the night. He would pour chemical and then empty the thing. And in the same house, we will eat. Oh, the same house. That order will be for about two, three days. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? God took me from that place. And somebody is now saying on the internet, you don't need to tithe. It's your cup of coffee. Yeah? Did I collect money from you to tithe? Let's leave that place. Let's focus. She may came out and started cursing David. God, don't put you to shame. God has shamed you. God has dealt with you. Shabi, your son has taken over. What you did to Saul, your son has done to you. He was mocking David. He didn't stop there. He picked stones and started stoning David. Now, at that point, 
army of David. His mighty men. David had built men. That's what I trust God to help me do. I don't want to build people that will become rebellious. I want people that would stay in the house, serve God, move to ICC, and continue to serve. And when they go outside of this city or outside of the country, wherever they are, let them continue to serve. One of my girls left for Canada recently, just very recently, about two months ago, three, no, before Junamis. The pastor shared, called from Canada and shared the testimony with my pastor in satellite there who shared with me. He said, what this girl did in church. He said, even the adults in the church in Canada, they haven't done it. Then my pastor in satellite said, don't you know that she's coming from Pastor Fred? Fred has spoiled that girl. She's well trained. Those are the people I want in my life. Not the people that will go somewhere and they'll be sending me courses. Who is your pastor? Who trained you? And that's why you ladies, I want you to be well behaved. So that in the future when you marry, your husband will not be sending me courses, but will be sending me gifts. Pastor, you trained this one well. I don't want, and you say you were born again. How many years? And you were serving one church. Who pastored you then? The mighty men of David were around him. David trained them. They came to David when they were in distress. They came to David when they were owing money. They were in debt. They came to David when they were hopeless. To the cave Adulam. David was hiding in a cave away from Saul. And they stayed with him and he trained them. One of them was Beniah. One of them was Adino. I, didn't, I think the chief of them was Adino. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one was Eliezer, the son of Dodo. These guys. Ah. Please read 2 Samuel 23 when you get home. Read about their profile. It's also in Chronicles. I think 1 Chronicles or so. Read about the mighty men of David. In fact, you can Google on your, on your phone and say the mighty men of David. And whatever scripture it gives you, don't read the article on the internet. Let, read, go back to the scripture and read. One of them. Let me tell you about Abishai. Abishai was the chief. Abishai, in one place, slew about 800 Philistines. Only one man, 800. <laughs> one of them, he went to two lion-like men of Gaza or so and killed them. Lion-like men. Men that looked like lions. They were like lions. Won't that be animal? You know somebody? That, no, no. These men were like beasts. They were strong, they were powerful, they were cruel. As cruel as a lion. A lion catches anything, it tears it. A lion doesn't run away from anybody. Proverbs 30, verses 29 to 30. There will be three things that go well. Yea, four are coming going. Number one, the lion which is strongest among beasts and turneth not away from any. Dear it, enter you as you. The lion's name. The lion will look at you and first of all retreat. That's the honor that God has placed on human beings. If you don't respect yourself in 30 milliseconds, if that lion comes out, the end is end of discussion. This man killed two of them, two lion-like men. Then he now went further to go and kill a lion that was sleeping in a pit on a snowy day. The day of snow, you can't hold your sword. If you have ever lived abroad or you ever traveled abroad during winter, my friend, Winter is not the same as Amatano. Your phone will be ringing like this and you can't pick your phone. It will just be ringing. Your ears 
if you don't wear muffs to, to, to cover up and to warm up your head, your ears will be numb. When I returned last year, because I traveled during winter, oh my God, two weeks, my hands were still numb. I wasn't feeling anything. Because one night, I got down from the train station, I took the wrong route, got down at the bus, and I took a bus, got down at the bus stop, oh my God, instead of getting straight to my, to my hotel, and I wanted to do Ubao, I wanted to do boats, JJ, there's boat in London. But somebody said, ah, Pastor, you don't need to do that. Ah, once you get out of the street, I said, you live here. Me, I don't live here. Ah, to make it lost on me. All the houses look alike. That was how I got down. My hotel was like this place. I got down at the veterinary, veterinary junction there. Oh, my God. I spoke in tongues. My lips became... Only my tongue was moving. I I must get to my hotel. When I got to the hotel, if you see the speed with which I ran inside, it was freezing. It is not a time to fight. You can't hold your sword. We're in America one time. We told the white man, we went to the White House. We told the white man to help us take pictures. You know, we Nigerians. Some of them lived there. Some of us traveled there to meet them. The white man took the camera from us and was helping us. He took about four pictures. He said, hey, that's, you know, they, 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 don't, they don't have respect. He said, hey, hey. I said, ah, hey, okay. can you take more pictures? He said, no, I'm freezing, man. I said, ah, my money. They also cut cold. This young man, one of the mighty men of David, went out in the snow to kill a lion. You should have gone to kill a cat, not a lion. To tell you their strength. One of them stood in the field of lentil. When the Philistines came, everybody ran away. Only this guy remained. Only this guy, the power of one. And he killed the entire troop of Philistines. One of them fought so hard, his hand cleaved to his sword. They could not remove the sword from his hand anymore. It, 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 ah. Abishai was their chief. There is one giant. There was one giant called Ish, Ish, Binebob, or Binenob. That guy was going to kill David. He was one of the sons of the giants in Gath. They had a war. David was there. David was fighting. But the Bible says it came to a point that David became faint. That is, he was becoming weak. And this particular giant was actually targeting David. He didn't fight anybody. He, he brought a new sword to the battle. But guess what? Abishai showed up and finished him. One of them, one of the mighty men of David, killed a man of Philistine that had six fingers, a giant with six fingers on both hands, six, six toes on both legs, making 24 instead of normal 20. If somebody wants to shake you and it's six fingers, will you shake them? <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> Bro, you are shook. You are shook already. You are shook. Six fingers. Six fingers. Legs. Six, six, 24. They brought him down. David was just the first killer of giants. He was not the only. May God help us in this house to raise, to raise giant killers. Because there are giants who try to prevent us from getting to our next level. May they be brought down by the power of God. These were the men with David when Shimei was cursing him. Abishai said, sir, let me kill this guy. I will give me permission to take off his head. David said, what have I to do with you, you son of Zeruiah? Kill a day. 
Do you know whether the Lord sent him to curse me? Maybe God permitted him. And maybe God will look at my affliction and deliver me. Because David was innocent. He said, my son of my own bowels is after my life. How much more this one? Forget about him. But that was not the end of Shimei. He thought he did it that day. And ah, nothing happened. I abused the pastor. I said, nonsense. Told him I touched him. I pushed him. Nothing happened. No fire from heaven. No fire fair. Isn't that a human being? Pastors are overrated. Shimei left. David went on with his people. He said, don't fight. Don't kill him. Abishai looked at him. Ah. I would have cut off his head and, and tasted his blood. But they looked at him and let him go. Abishai said, who is this dog that is cursing my Lord? Let me tell you what I didn't tell them in the first service. In 1 Kings chapter 2, when David came to the point when he was dying, now, that battle, David left, Absalom raised, his, raised an army, acquired people against his father, acquired his father's counselor called Ahithophel. Ahithophel, the Bible says, was a man that gave counsel as if he was the oracle of God. Thank God it's raining. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Yay! Oh Lord, shall I preach? He said, preach. But are you enjoying the story? It's in your Bible. When you get to read 2 Samuel 15, 16, 17, 18. That's it. Ahithophel, who was the personal counselor, the, the, the senior special advisor to King David. Oh no, change camp. He decamp. He went to the camp of the conspirators. Absalom. Absalom hired him. Ahithophel gave a counsel. They followed. He gave another counsel. But God raised a man who was a friend to David to give another counsel in the same palace. So the people examined both counsels and they said, no, we are not taking the counsel of Ahithophel. Let's take the counsel of this other man. So they didn't take his counsel. Somebody went to tell David in exile. He said that Ithophel has also joined the conspirators. Second Samuel 15, I believe verse 21. <clears throat> verse 31. Then David did two things. And this is where I'm beginning to close now. When you are in trouble, eh? instead of looking around for people to help you, number one, pray. Help me tell your neighbor, say pray. Let me tell them, pray with your own voice. David cried to God. He said, oh Lord, I pray thee. I eat of air. What are you still waiting for? Fall down. Die. Fire. Fire. Was that the prayer of David? People are busy killing the enemies and the enemies are not dying. You are losing weight. Your enemy is gaining weight. You have bound them. You have killed them. You have fried them. You have roasted them. You have eaten them. They are gaining weight. Learn from David. Many of us pray prayers that God doesn't hear. Who should he kill? How many people should he kill? He said, I pray thee. 
Ah, Lord, I pray. I pray thee. Turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. End of discussion. This was the prayer that changed the entire narratives. He prayed it to God. God had him in the realm of the spirit. Yay! Ahithophel in the physical now gave a counsel. They didn't take the counsel. Every Ahithophel giving counsel against your destiny, against your life, may God turn their counsel to foolishness. Second Samuel 17, 23. On the screen. Let's see what happened. After David prayed, something happened. Ahithophel went home. And when Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his ass and arose and got him home to his house, to his city, and put his house in order. He put his household in order. Everybody, get ready. I want to die today. I said, hey, why? Daddy. I said, don't forget. Don't ask me why. If you ask me why, I will ask you Z. He put his house in order. And guess what he did? He hanged himself and died and was buried in the sepulcher of his father. He became so frustrated that they didn't take his counsel. May God frustrate the counsel of the liars against your life. You don't need to be fighting people. Stop it. I used to. But the day the Lord told me, when you get into a battle, I will fold my hands. I said, I'm sorry, sir. When you fight for yourself, pray. That's your business. Pray. Only pray. But to get down and do the fighting, I will fold my hands. And I've seen God do that. And when God folds his hand, Fejeron, you'll be fighting with your own blood. Don't fight. Let God fight. You'll be hearing stories. Just let God fight. Let God take care of them for you. Don't worry. Face your work. Face your business. Face your ministry. Face your life. Pray your prayer. Love them. When you see them, give them offering. Give them offering. God will take care of them. Ahithophel killed himself. Why should you kill yourself? They didn't take your advice. See, life goes on. For him, his life did not go on. Again, I pray for you. Every Ahithophel, giving counsel against your destiny to someone that will hurt you, may God turn their counsel into foolishness. David prayed and God answered him. Now, there was a battle. That battle, Absalom led his people. But unfortunately for him, they got defeated. The Bible says many of them were killed by the woods. Wood that was standing, JJ. They came to the battlefield, but there were woods in the battlefield. So I figure some of them ran with their chariots into trees. Head cut off, body part hanging like this on the tree. They died shamelessly. The Bible says more people were, were killed by the woods than even by David's army. When God fights for you, even the air that your enemies breathe can work against them. The oxygen that is normal. <laughs> Don't worry about enemies. Focus on Jesus. Focus on what he has done. Focus on the victory of the cross. Somebody told me, somebody doesn't like you. I said, I like me. She doesn't like, she doesn't like me. That's her own cup of coffee. Me, I like me. Oh. She won't become my prayer point. Let me focus on Jesus. Unfortunately, for Absalom, he died in that battle. He had become king. His father had run away. He still wanted to kill his father. You will not have a motion in your life in Jesus' name. How 
can your father raise you and you want to go and kill that father? You don't bite the finger that feeds you or that has ever fed you. Ahithophel that had been paid by David. David had been kind to him. He was now taking counsel against David. See the way he died shamelessly or shamefully. He was a shameful death. Don't ever bite the finger that has ever fed you. Don't finish your lecturers online. Don't destroy your parents. Don't destroy your pastors. The people that have rule over you. Treat them with honor. These things have repercussions. No pastor can take them away. I tell you the truth and I lie not. I eat. Absalom died. He, he died a shameful death. And that was the end of him. Oh, when David heard. Because David had told his army, when you catch Absalom, treat him gently. Please deal kindly with him. He's my son. You know that parental affection. But when somebody told David that Absalom had died, his son. Oh, David wept. You find that in 2 Samuel 18 and the early part of 19. He wept and wept and wept. Oh, Absalom, Absalom. Oh, Absalom. You see it in the Bible. I'm not exaggerating. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son, my son, Absalom. That was what he kept saying. The Bible says, when the people returned from the battle, they went home stealthily. They didn't want the king. You can't come to the king and say, oh, live long, king. No, he was weeping, mourning for his son. Some joined him in mourning. Others went home quietly. The next chapter, David was still mourning. Oh, Absalom. In fact, he said, would God that I had died in your place. When I tell some members of this church, you don't know how much I love you. They think I'm joking. The love I have for you is the, is the reason I will be so hard on your neck when I'm telling you to do something and you're not doing it. Because I don't want you destroyed. But unfortunately for them, many of them just misinterpret it. Maybe pastor has a personal interest. Pastor doesn't like me. He just hates our family. He keeps talking about us. He's attacking from the pulpit. I've had all sorts. But me, I'm not moved. In the future, when their sense returns, I pray it returns. They will look back and say, ah, thank God for that man. I wish I had somebody over my life. I was the firstborn. I'm the firstborn in my family. I wish I had someone who was giving me instructions. Maybe some of the things, some of the social vices we got into, we wouldn't have gotten into them. Absalom died. Ahithophel died. David's kingdom was restored. He had prayed. And that was, he was in the midst of this battle when he wrote that psalm. Psalms are good. Many of them were written by holy men. Not only David. Moses wrote. Other people wrote. They wrote out of encounters with God. A man with an encounter is not at the mercy of a man with an argument. I have a superior argument. No. I know what I've been through in my life. For someone to come and tell me, don't pray, you are praying too much. Don't read the Bible, you are reading too much. Don't tithe, you are tithing too much. No, sir. I know what I've been through. I know what God brought me from. NC stroke 443. That about three. From there, we moved to number 92. That number 92, our, our family was the last to move out of that house. The moment I moved my mom and younger ones out of that house, they sold the house. The house could not stand. It was standing like this. What if I woke? dilapidated. Now you are telling me, that's why I'm hard. God has boiled me. He has cooked me. And you must be hard inside. You may be gentle outside, but be hard inside. When the devil comes and brings a symptom to your body, he says, ah, this symptom, I will not die. Oh no, I will not die. Uh, 
If you don't want to die, you better look the symptom in the eye. Look the devil face to face. Say, devil, me self, I'm tough. If you prove to me you are tough, I am tougher. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. And you shall not have any hold over my life. No, in the name of Jesus. You attack the devil like that. Attack sicknesses like that. Attack lack, lack like that. Stop beggy, 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 beggy lifestyle. Egmo, Shimori 1K, Egmo, 2K. How long? How long will they give you money? Attack it! Poverty is spiritual. It has physical manifestations. But it has a root in the curse of the law. And you have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Curse of the law is Galatians. Uh, you read in Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 to 68. See the curses as many as they are. See the blessing. Only 14 verses, 1 to 14. The curse, 15 to 68. Attack it in the name of Jesus. Don't be gentlemanly. And say, yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay, once in a while you can be down. Sometimes you'll be up. Life is like that. Sometimes you'll be broke. And if I broke my business and I will have money again, it's, it's okay. You'll be so broke that the broke will call you broke. But that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Attack it. Attack it. Attack it. In Mokola, I learned to fight. I have three sisters. You don't beat my sister. I learned how to do emu, emu, wrestling. You carry, you put sand in his mouth. <laughs> I, I learned to do that. We used to wrestle, to, to, to fetch water. Adandaru. On your way, that river on your way to UCH. Early in the morning, you carry your bath on your head. And somebody come and push your bath. You push his own bath too. Oya, <laughs> I will. That street, eh? God help me. That's how I took my wife to interior. Only only one day to go and make her hair. Very early in the morning. And I parked the car. Nice car. I just bought the car that time. Clean. I parked in the, in the filling station. One of the thugs. And you have two thugs. I'm like, I just got down from it. I said, I wore shorts and sneakers and t shirt. I said, I When I said, Kuni Bajere, oh, yen, yen, oh, yen, yen, oh, oh, my, oh, my, oh, yen, yen, Babe, no, yen, Tibet, no, Baba, but the man, no, I won't go, Baba, go, yeah, yeah, Baba, won't go. When I was going to say, wife, do you have one in there? I said, I thought, Jesu, farewell. Hey, Jesu, go, go, Jesu, go, go, Jesu, Jesu, no, do what? Yeah, I like this one. And little by little, I ministered to them. One of them took me, a micro driver from Challenge, one day to church. Ah! The guy so loved me. When I was done, I preached the gospel in his language. He said, He bent his neck like this with his face cap. He said, He said, that was how I, I introduced Christ to him. He gave his life to Christ at the door of the satellite church. The guy's name is Tunde. Fast forward, because I need to close now. When David was dying, he told Solomon, his son, 1 Kings 2 and verse 9. He had given him some instructions. He didn't kill some people in his lifetime. He said, but Solomon, 
Shimei. Somebody remember Shimei? The one that was causing David. Shimei is with you. You know what to do with him. You are a wise man. He cursed me as I was going to Mahanaim. He said, but he came to me at Jordan. And I swore to him by the Lord that I would not kill him. Now, David was a very wise man. He didn't tell him that he would not die. But he said, he will not kill him. That I will not use my hand to kill you. But you will die, but I will not be the one to use my hand. So he told Solomon, he said, bring this warrior head down to the grave with blood. That was the end of Shimei. Be careful, young people, the seeds you sow. Number two, what did David do? He wrote the psalm, Psalm 3, verses 1 to 8. He sang it to the Lord. Pray and sing. Faith sings in the face of trouble. And when you can sing in the face of your trouble, your enemy will be terrified. You will bring down the presence of God and God will get you out of trouble. Worship, as I close, is not an escape route from trouble. Worship guarantees the presence of God inside the trouble. And when God gets inside the trouble with you, your trouble is in trouble. Can I have an amen? Stand on your feet, everybody. This same thing was what they did, Paul and Silas, in Acts 16, 24 to 30. They were in prison. Their legs were chained. Thank you, Bolu. Their legs were chained. But they did two things which I want you to do today. When you get home. Number one, pray. Somebody say pray. Because God hears prayers. Psalm 65 verse 2, O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. First John 5, 14 to 15. This is the confidence that we have in him. That whatever we ask according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, whatever we ask, then we know that we have the petitions that have desired of him. Number two, worship. Worship musically. Worship with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Hymns can lift your soul. We will, I will go to hymns next week. Will you miss church next week? Part of not missing church is to bring somebody. I want that entire place filled up. Bring somebody. Say, come and hear what my pastor wants to say. It will bless them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh go follow hallelujah Omolorunie Tolati Mabusayo We O no ye wasi O con washa fairy re Baba o Nigo Shea O de Fear power, oh logo, oh go, oh go, follow hallelujah. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Hey! That said, our 
like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now see. The man that wrote this hymn, I will tell you his story next week. He was a, he was. A drunkard. He did well, but he got into depression, started drinking. His son died. He went to the funeral service to steal the shoe of his son, dead boy, to go and buy liquor to drink. His son died. He went to steal the shoe to buy Aloma to drink. But he found Christ. That's why he called himself a wretch. Sing it again. Amazing grace. Amen. And you're alone with you. Sing it up. Sing it. Oh, how sweet. Are you here this morning? You have never surrendered your heart to Jesus. Or maybe you have in time past. But things happened. And you took your life back from Jesus. I want to pray for you this morning. Join me on the altar. I want to lead you to Christ. And I want to bless you. You want to be born again. Or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Leave your seat. Come quickly. We don't have time. Just one minute. I want to pray with you. And then I bless the church and then we go. If you are here this morning, you are not born again. You're not